0: you put your all into delivering quality and value on time and when your customer doesn't pay it doesn't just hurt your feelings it hurts your business at metcredit we get it we collect overdue receivables fast and treat your customers with respect go to metcredit.com to get started metcredit we get it
1: This is Overdue Advice, the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. Brought to you by Metcredit.
2: Everybody pay up!
1: <laughs> Welcome to Overdue Advice, I'm Andreas Schwabi. Now, I try not to make a habit of overselling a topic or guest, but this is an interesting episode. The topic is estate collections. And after hours of searching online, what you'll learn is estate collections is a specialized branch of debt collection. Virtually no one offers the service. And if you want to learn more, you pretty much have to talk to a lawyer or our guest. Jojo Staples is Metcredits Estate Recovery Supervisor. She's been doing the job of collecting from estates for over two decades. Jojo has some fascinating and surprising statistics and insights about estate collections. What we're going to hear is that estate collections affects the majority of Canadians, and it can have a special impact on the families of sole proprietors. Jojo Staples is based at the Met Credit office in Edmonton, and joined me live in studio. Hey, Jojo, thanks for coming in.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: So, it's not like many companies provide estate collections. How many do collections in Canada for estate collections?
2: I only know of a handful, maybe three at the most. I think two agencies and maybe one law firm.
1: And Met Credit has how many people
2: doing estates? There's two of us right now.
1: Two, of you. okay. So that's not, that's not a lot of people in Canada. So this is pretty specialized stuff. How many calls do you do a day?
2: That part, I don't do too many. Oh, really? Uh, that's because most of the work that I do is paperwork. That's all oh, right. Estates is crazy paperwork. That's so do you have to have le- paralegal training? No, I don't have paralegal training. I'm actually an estate practitioner. Oh, so I have my designation. Oh,
1: so you oh, you've got paper. Yes. OK.
2: Yeah. And it just happened that I mean, I fell into this completely by accident. I was thinking I was going to go into criminal law or procurement law. I would never I would never think of succession law ever. That never crossed my mind. It was wow. by accident. I was uh, tracing actually for uh, the previous estate collector, and she was not capable of continuing. It was emotionally. Yeah. Emotionally draining.
1: I, I can for totally her. imagine. Yeah, and I mean,
2: I was young. I was nineteen, mm-hmm. so I'm thinking, what's wrong with her? This is this looks easy, but you know, I was still shy back then, and right. my English wasn't 100 percent like it is now. So I started off um, doing mostly French calls, and then after that, I went into tracing, and then the, fell many, into this. How many
1: languages do you speak?
2: A Spanish, French, uh, Creole, and English. That's <laughs> awesome. That's
1: fantastic, and. Like I said in the intro, I researched this and there is nothing on estate collections that's sort of readily available. The first thing that comes up are all these Met Credit site searches. So, in the broadest sense, what is estate collections?
2: Well, basically, it's collections on debt that belong to deceased individuals. So, someone passes away and they have credit card debt or loans or mortgages, whatever it is and the estate is responsible to have that paid.
1: Right. Now, you've got some stats on Canadians' posthumous debt. Yes. And what are those numbers?
2: Well, it's getting higher every year. Uh, Basically, I would say roughly around 70 to 73% of Canadians pass away with debt.
1: That's just astonishing to me. Like, I... uh, Wow. And how much? Like, what's the average of those
2: the average canadian has roughly around 30,000 29,000 to 30,000 of debt
1: wow okay now when you so that debt is really up against the estate you can't yes. collect it for someone else but the estate has to deal with it
2: the estate has to deal with it okay yes.
1: so what's what's the process like when you're getting ready to do an estate collection what's the first thing that happens a file lands on your desk
2: Yeah. So I do um, my research. I try to find out who the legal representative of the estate is. That's the go-to person that I would need to speak with.
1: The executor? Yes. It's
2: the executor or sometimes people don't have a will. So someone is appointed through the courts.
1: Now, okay, let's go to the will thing. How much worse is it? Is it more complicated without a will?
2: Definitely more complicated.
1: Okay. Now I, I need to tell the listener that Jojo's face literally crashed and her eyes kind of Half opened and your head dropped, and it's like, it's way more complicated. It is. Yeah. So that's not a good look from you. So how, what makes it more complicated?
2: Well, it's you have to find somebody who's willing to take on this task of becoming the your executor that you would have named if you had a will. Right. So take away that will. Now you have no one. Someone's got to step up. So, so it's you, either a family member... If there's no one in the family that wants to handle it, sometimes it goes to the public trustee.
1: Oh, wow. Like the friends, family friends do it sometimes? Or? Oh, yes. And literally, you're just trying to now liquidate assets or deal with those assets, even though they're completely unorganized.
2: Right. The, like they're just not
1: consolidated. In that that any is way. their
2: big task. They're, they have Ugh. to look into, you know, what assets, if any, if they had anything, where those assets are, bank accounts. It's, it's a big job.
1: Like, Can you hire a trustee to do that if you don't have a will?
2: Oh, definitely. You can hire someone to represent you as an agent.
1: Okay. So there are ways around that, but it's just, like you said- It's just a lot harder. Harder. Does it take a lot longer? Yes, it does. Okay. And does that devalue the estate? It probably does. The fees, yes. There's
2: definitely more fees. I mean, if you have a will that's already set out, the executor just- looks right. to see what needs to be done, and then they go from there. Where if there's no will, you're starting from scratch. It's like, what does this person have? And you probably don't know.
1: Right, so then they have to do some discovery and figure exactly. out what their assets are. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Okay, get a will. Important lesson. <laughs> yes, no, get really. a No, really, <laughs> like that's, 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 a, that's a big takeaway here. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, get a will because that will solve a lot of problems yes. uh, just in this kind of thing. Now, you've, you've made contact. What's the next thing that happens?
2: So once I've made contact with the person who is responsible to handle the estate, um, usually it's not something that's quick. Uh, it takes time. The average estate uh, from start to finish, a simple one, can take up to 18 months.
1: So you, you're you actually juggling files over pretty long term compared to other collectors then. That's oh one yes, of the, that's definitely. That's a big difference.
2: It's a lot of follow-up, a lot of paperwork. I mean, an, uh, even an executor becomes tired from his job. So sometimes there's cases where we have to file a claim against the estate to secure the debt.
1: Just because no one is dealing with it and it's just dragging and dragging. Yes. So literally just the difficulty and all the, the weight of dealing with a death and all that just adds and compounds more to it. Exactly. So again, having that will is really important. How do things proceed once you really have contact with the executor? And let's say it's a fairly straightforward collection and and everything is going ahead.
2: Well, I try to figure out from the first contact with the executor or the legal representative of the estate, what's there. So I try to basically gauge, is there an estate or is this something that is going to take a while before they can find out? Right. So once I know if there is an estate and this debt is going to be paid or maybe there's going to be a portion of it paid or not at all then I'll know what to do with the account.
1: Okay, so then you're really kind of evaluating where the estate is, yes. your relationship to that estate and when it's straightforward, you know, you have the confidence that you can basically submit applications and get payments and that's it. Exactly. Is that how that
2: works? Well, it's just a, a lot of follow-up and you have to also, I mean there's limitation period which falls the same way as regular collections versus estate collections, still oh, okay. the same limitation period. So we Which have to follow that. Which varies between two to six years in Canada. Exactly. Like is
1: two, Manitoba six.
2: Exactly. So okay. sometimes if the limitation period is coming up, as you know, we're looking out for the best interest of our client, mm-hmm. so we want to make sure that that claim is filed so that that debt is taken care of.
0: The single biggest cause of bad debt write-offs
2: is procrastination.
0: With every day you wait, the chances of ever getting paid go down. At Metcredit, we get it. We collect business receivables fast. And if we don't succeed, you don't pay. Go to metcredit.com and stop waiting for money you deserve. Metcredit, we
2: get it.
1: Right. And and do you just need to file before the expiry? Yes. Okay, so... And also, oh,
2: there is a lot of knowledge out there now about estates. Okay. So usually if the executor enlists a lawyer to help them out with finalizing the estate, that lawyer will advise them to publish what's called a notice to creditors. Oh. So that's something that, as estate collectors, we have to watch out for. Right. If you don't respond by the prescribed time, the estate really does not have to pay the debt.
1: Wow. So they're, they're essentially sen- you know setting terms. For the collectors to exactly. say, you, you have until this date to get it, otherwise we're moving on.
2: Yeah, you have till this date to prove the debt, or the estate can be distributed without regard of paying this debt.
1: Wow, so you really have to be on top of it.
2: Oh, you have to be very organized.
1: Do you, you, have to, do, you do a fair bit of um, professional development and training?
2: I do. Actually, I've, usually in my spare time, I uh, definitely go to a lot of mixers, meet with professionals, get advice. There's a lot of teaching. it's seems like...
1: I always say soft skills may be soft, but they're not easy. This is a really soft skill kind of job with a lot of technical skills in there. Yes. Um, I don't want to make light of of what you do, but in spite of all that sensitivity and all the technical expertise you have, there have to be times where people say just wacky stuff. Oh, yes. Like, I can't imagine that you just, this is a straight face job all the time.
2: No, I mean, there's definitely a lot of laughs. I'm I'm able to laugh now. I've been doing this for 21 years. Right. Uh, That's a long time to do this. Good for you. I mean, seriously,
1: kudos to you, because that's amazing. You're listening to Overdue Advice, the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. What are the things that make your day a little funnier? when they happen? Because it's got to be a thing.
2: It's, it's quite a bit of things, actually. Uh, oh, oh, good. Usually when I'm listening to my voicemail messages that uh, executors or family members have left me, it's they're usually not happy with me right. or, you know, they're, they're just emotionally charged. Right. So they'll say crazy things like give directions of where I can find the deceased dead body or, you know, something ridiculous like that. I've received mail with, you know, coordinates to where the graveyard is or just crazy things
1: <laughs> go there and collect yes exactly. Really? oh yeah has anyone said hey he's not here he's a ghost
2: oh yes all the time
1: really yep see i'm trying to reach here i'm, I'm having a hard <laughs> time getting past people wow uh is there one that really sticks out as just i can't believe this is happening because uh, i have actually heard from a collector that someone said a, do- a, a dog ate their payment
2: <laughs> oh that that's really funny Usually, um, I get a lot, people say that they're in heaven or, you know, they're six feet under. I hear that all the time. That one's probably the more popular term. They're six feet under. Go get it from them. You know, just just really things that they're saying because they're frustrated or, you know, they're in their grieving process. They're not trying to uh, get at me or make me upset. It's nothing personally about me. It's just their way of dealing with that person's death emotionally.
1: Right. And, I mean, you're dealing with two things, too. I mean, the, the death is obviously, the, the loss of that that person, the loved one, is difficult. But you're still really, I mean, you have to get a will f- or you need a will for really particular reasons to avoid problems after. I mean, everyone sort of, no one wants to talk about planning for death, but estate planning is a thing because it's a really good idea
2: exactly i
1: mean especially well especially just considering how how complex financial tra- transactions are generally now like
2: and it's amazing how no one wants to plan for death but it's just a part of life i mean we're we're born and sometimes we have live a fulfilled life and other times the life is cut short whether you get sick or you know a tragic accident this is just part of our genetic makeup as human beings this is something that happens daily i mean the only time i'll be out of a job is when we stop dying right so that just goes to show you do need to plan for that even though it might be something that you feel uncomfortable with doing or something that you know just bothers you it's just a part of life
1: that is really well put and you just even saying it made me uncomfortable. But but really, I mean, it, it's not like, I mean, I'm, I'm literally sitting here reflecting on what would my life be right now or what would my financial situation be? What would I be leaving my wife if I were to die today?
2: That's the part that matters. I mean, it's your family that's the survivors and whether they're the ones that's legally responsible to administer your estate or not, they're going to be affected.
1: So aside from paying your debts and not having any... What can people do to sort of mitigate that that collection experience, since 73% of Canadians are apparently going to experience it?
2: They just need to have an estate plan. I mean, educate or speak with your executor. A lot of people nowadays, they'll name an executor and, in their will, mm-hmm. and they pass away, and their executor is completely shocked that they were named to handle their friend's estate or their spouse's estate, they did not even know. know. A that lot of people executor? don't know. It's something what? that shocks a lot of people, and with that on top of everything that they have to deal with, causes a lot of frustration on that person that's responsible wow. to administer your estate.
1: I remember being told that when I made a will, I had to tell the executor that yes. they were like ask the executor if they're willing to be the executor. Exactly. It's a big ask. It's a huge responsibility fraught with all the emotion and everything that's going to happen around your death anyway. Uh, I cannot believe that someone wouldn't actually tell the Oh, so a lot you, of people, they like, don't literally, say Literally, you're, you're talking to an executor who goes, yeah, I just found out myself.
2: Yeah, I've heard so many times executors really? say, you know, I am handling three estates right now. I'm overwhelmed. I didn't even know, you know, I knew I was going to be the executor of my father's estate, but then now I'm the executor of so-and-so and this other person, and I didn't even know So I mean, just one, doing one estate is a lot of work versus juggling three at the same time. So are there ways that,
1: you know, I mean, even in terms of especially for sole proprietorships, because this is really what I'm thinking about in terms of this issue, because it's sole proprietorships who are at the greatest risk because you can rack up a lot of business debt. And if you have an accident, that can absolutely cripple your family's financial situation.
2: Right. Uh, usually uh, for sole proprietorships, if they sign a personal guarantee, then their estate is responsible. Th- those funds would come right. from their estate. Um, otherwise, there's many ways where they can have that debt taken care of. Oh. You would just need... it's a It's a separate... Realm of estate administration or estate planning when it comes to businesses.
1: Oh, okay. So it's essentially discrete and separate from exactly. your personal finance.
2: Yes, you can you can set that up, but a lot of people okay. don't because they don't know. They're I just was not just educated. Say, I've never heard of this. Right.
1: Okay. So that's good to know. It's, so ab- it's to about a
2: educating yourself or speaking with a professional, right? So that Being they can lawyer. help you. Being a lawyer, there's a lot of estate practitioners out there that can okay. help people who do estate plans.
1: Right. Okay what's the biggest thing that you wish people wouldn't do with regard to their estates and you having to deal with estate collections?
2: Try to run from the problem and not deal with it. Uh, Surprisingly enough, there's quite a bit of executors or legal representatives of the estate that try to dodge the issue at hand, which is that outstanding debt So, I mean, they try to find ways of letting the debt expire or just not dealing with it at all.
1: But I mean, and then that's
2: when it becomes a contentious problem right? and you don't want it to get there with a creditor.
1: But when it gets up to a term limit, I mean, you're just going to file anyway. Exactly. So what's the thing that people do that actually really helps?
2: When they are proactive and they actually contact me, I, I always send a, a notice first, of course, yeah. to the estate. Because uh, initially, I don't even know who the executor is. Right. So I send a notice, a letter, and when they actually call me where I don't have to call them, mm-hmm. that tells me that they are being proactive and they want to deal with it.
1: And is there anything you can do to make their life easier when they're proactive like that?
2: Oh, of course. I'm very straightforward with them. I offer them help if they need any help with dealing with the estate or they're unsure of certain things that they need to get done. I definitely give my advice to them.
1: Call JoJo. I mean, that's the ironic thing. I mean, you can actually, you have advice, you know the angles Mm -hmm. and you can actually really help out. And if they just avoid it, it just makes it worse. Yes, I mean, avoiding
2: that's... it definitely makes it worse. Avoiding it that means we have to file the claim with the court, and it, it just adds more stress to not only the the executor, but it, it just becomes a matter that could have been all been avoided. Everybody,
1: pay up. That's all for this episode of Overdue Advice. Thanks to JoJo Staples, estate recovery supervisor at Met Credit, for talking about estate collections, and thank you for listening. Because Estate Collections is so specialized, we've included links to MetCredit's estate recovery information in the show notes. MetCredit is on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at MetCredit. Visit Brian Sommerfeld's blog at blog.metcredit.com. It also includes useful tools and calculators to assess your business debt risk. We want to hear from you. Subscribe, like, or leave a review to the podcast or share it with a friend or business associate. It really does help others find this information. You can drop us a line at overdueadvice at metcredit.com. Overdue Advice is the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. Thanks for listening. I'm Andre Schwabi. You run a business, you're successful. You don't wait for things to happen, you make them happen. So, why aren't you collecting what's owed to you? The longer you wait, the less chance you'll ever see a cent. <laughs> so, call Met Credit. We're your local debt recovery team, serving businesses of all sizes since 1973. And don't worry, we play nice. We're here to uphold your reputation and relationships. And speaking of nice, if we don't collect, you don't pay. Zero risk.
0: Get to know us for when you need us at metcredit.com.